Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. You made it once again to our FOMO Friday report. Yes, we love to dispense of your fear of missing out, particularly if you're not listening to propaganda media. And and, and if you're not listening to propaganda media, you may not have known about our first story. It has to do with uh, U.S. Senate aid for Senator Ben Cardin. Uh, This aid made multiple gay porn videos in a Senate hearing room. But if you want to try to understand the mind of leftist liberals and how they think, here is a great illustration that that we are going to break down for you here today. The article comes from a group called AFRU. AFRU is funded in part by Google LLC, uh, the Ford Foundation, and the Kingdom of Norway. It put out an article that is so bad (laughs) So bad that no one wants to take credit for it. It just says that it is by AFRU staff, is all it says on there. And it's entitled, Fired for His Act of Love in the Senate. And says, Adrian Messe Cesaro Pitsky, I guess is how you pronounce his last name, act was symbolic and brave because in a world full of hate, displays of love are rebellious. We shouldn't bend over, uh, no pun intended, to a party that hates. We must do the opposite. So, so it is an act of love, according to them, and a symbolic and brave it's it's that to film gay porn in the senate really all right let's get into the article it says so it's official senator ben cardin's office has told politico that adrian is no longer employed by the u.s senate goaded no pun intended by uh demagogic republicans the Capitol Police has now op- uh, also opened an investigation. <laughs> so, so if it wasn't for those nasty Republicans, we we would be celebrating gay porn instead of investigating it. All right, unless <laughs> unless you've been living under a rock, you've already seen the viral video video making the rounds on every social media feed there is. Republicans just can't stop watching the eight-second clip featuring two men embracing each other in love while you can briefly see an empty room in the background. (laughs) You see, this was not a repugnant act. It was just a loving act. This is how they think. It turns out one of the lovemaking men was Adrian, and the room was reorganized uh, or recognized by some as the Senate hearing room. Whoa, it just so happened to be the hearing room. Wow, imagine that. <laughs> I can't believe it. He says, we get it. It's the most important room in America. 
really? <laughs> it was this very room that Sonia Sotomayor herself had her confirmation hearing and one despite an entire oligarchy reorienting uh, itself to wipe her out. <laughs> this is also where James Comey exposed, no pun intended, the uh, Russian interference in the 2016 elections, which of course wasn't real, to the, to the chagrin of treason party. <laughs> the, the treason party, huh? Wow. Now we can add gay porn to the list of important things that have happened in this, the most important room in America. <laughs> it, it, it's more important now because of the filming of the gay porn. But in a world built on hate, displays of love are inherently rebellious. Every second that Adrian and his partner made love in the halls of power was pregnant with poignant meaning. Uh, well, mm, uh, I guarantee no one got pregnant in, in this one. And in a time when the LGBTQ community is under existential threats by white fragility, feeling threatened, Open displays of LGBTQ culture are necessarily brave. Again, can anyone, and I mean anyone, tell me how the LGBTQ community is under threat, as he says, or she says? I don't know. They, they wouldn't put their name on it. But if that wasn't too far out there for you, 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 you have to listen to this next part. Here, t take a listen to this. They say, in some ways, Adrian's act mirrored that of Anne Frank, who declared, who, I'm sorry, who dared to express her honest thoughts and feelings, even as she hid from the rabid insurrectionist style death squads. Yeah. Uh, Let's review. <laughs> Videotaping gay sex in a Senate hearing room is the same thing as a teenage girl fighting for her life against the Nazis. How ridiculous can you be? Uh, well, maybe even more. Let's see. They conclude or, and continue on, actually, with this. It says... The, the dismissal has sparked a familiar conversation about the boundaries of personal expression and the, the reper repercussions faced by those who challenge the status quo. But because Adrian is from the LGBTQ community, he could stand to lose so much more than money, reputation, or career. Okay, so, quote, boundaries of personal expression. Boundaries of personal expression? Does that mean that I can have gay sex wherever I want? I including the U.S. Senate? If I am not allowed to have gay sex and videotape it wherever I want, then it is a violation of my personal expression? Really? Now we are about to get into why 
it's been so hard, no pun intended, on him. Let's recognize, they say, the fallout from the incident for what it is. A stochastic far-right attack on gay rights activists. As Republicans fire up their hate machine in preparation for the 2024 elections, Adrian's very life is now on the line. Let's not fool ourselves. Right-wing attacks will stream with ever-increasing pitch from the dark web, radio stations, and social media channels until some insurrectionist nutjob, no pun intended, picks up a gun and the intended consequences have become fiat accompli. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. Because someone objected to him making his gay sex videos in the U.S. Senate, his life is now in danger. Of course it is. Because it's always right-wing extremists that go on mass shooting sprees, right? I mean, remember 2016 nightclub shooting in Florida that killed 49 people? Uh Oh, Oh, wait, he was a Democrat. Uh, What about the 2013 shooting that killed 12 at a Washington Navy Yard? Oops, he was a liberal. Well, there is the the 2017 shooting of of Congressman Steve Scalise and six other people at at a softball practice. But he was a volunteer for Bernie Sanders and targeted them because they were Republicans. Well, surely this year's shooting at a private school in Nashville was was a, a result of a right-wing kook listening to dark web radio stations and social media channels, right? Oh, wait. She was a liberal trans woman. Hmm. Well, they go on to say, now more than ever, we need to circle the wagons, no pun intended, around Adrian and say with a unison voice, Wait, what? Uh, what's a unison voice? Uh, we're supposed to say with a unison voice. Adrian's termination by Senator Ben Cardin is an affront to individual freedoms as it sends a chilling message about the consequences of expressing love in a public political space. Um, the chilling message... Yes, the chilling message that is an affront to individual freedoms is don't make gay porn in the Senate. They say Adrian's prosecution by the Capitol Police is blatant political corruption and weaponization of justice against a marginalized person. Yeah, let me repeat that. Adrian's prosecution by Capitol Police is blatant political corruption and weaponization of justice against a marginalized person. (laughs) They said that Adrian's persecution by right-wing nutjobs, no pun intended, uh, writ large is a threat to his life and the life of every LGBTQ individual in this country. Oh, my bad. It's not just his life that is now in danger. 
It's every LGBTQ person in the entire country. They say at the very end, they conclude with this. This cannot stand. The fight has just begun. Ooh, that sounds ominous. (laughs) Speaking of ominous, what is ominous is our next story. From a series of stories from the Daily Wire comes this. A migrant caravan of nearly 8,000 people is marching toward the U.S. southern border as Secretary of State Anthony Blinken and Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas are set to meet with the Republican president, Andreas Manuel Lopez, or um, uh, Obrador, I can't get his name all the time, but it's Obrador, there we go, Obrador, in uh, Mexico City on Wednesday to discuss the ongoing border crisis. The migrant caravan is up to, um, is, is made up of people from an estimated 24 different countries and began its trek toward the U.S. border on Saturday, marching through the Mexican state of Chilapas. Uh, it's, it's, the, it's on the border with, with Guatemala. Uh, as of Wednesday, NBC News reported that most of the migrants in the caravan are from Central America, Cuba, Venezuela, and Haiti. But according to uh, Luis Garcia Villangara, uh, who, who helped organize the caravan, uh, some of the migrants are from Iran, Turkey, Syria, and Cameroon. Now, Villagaran also projected that the caravan would grow up to 15,000 people by the time that it reaches the U.S.-Mexican border. Uh, this according to the New York Post. Now, Mexico has often allowed such caravans to travel through its country to the U.S. border, And Lopez Obrador uh, said last month that U.S. officials were asking him to do more to stop the caravan at the Mexican border with Guatemala. The Mexican president, uh, however, wants the U.S. to send more aid to Latin American countries and slash sanctions against the communist governments of Cuba and Venezuela. Ah, yes. We will help you if you give us a boatload of money. <laughs> that's that's nothing new. Quote, we are going to help, as we always do, uh, Orbador said. Uh, Mexico is helping reach uh, agreements with other countries, uh, in this case, Venezuela. Uh, shortly before meeting with uh, Blinken Americas, uh, he, he called on the U.S. to give more support to Latin American countries instead of building walls adding that the illegal immigration issue uh, is only going to intensify. Hmm. The Biden administration officials meeting with uh, Orbador uh, comes amid, a, of course, a record surge of illegal border crossings as President Biden faces continued calls to take action on the crisis. In November, a record almost 250,000 migrants, as they call them, or illegal aliens, were encountered attempting to illegally enter the United States. This is according to the Customs and Border Patrol. Um, Authorities also saw record days of illegal border crossings earlier this month uh, that reached over 10,000 illegal aliens entering per day on multiple days. An estimated 8 million illegal immigrants have been apprehended by the Border Patrol 
since uh, Biden's inauguration in January of 2021, and there have been approximately 1.7 million illegal uh, immigrant gotaways under Biden's watch as well. And, And I still do not see why everyone is so surprised at this. I mean, why are they surprised that we have an entirely open border to our South? Joe Biden is doing exactly what he said that he would do when he was campaigning for the presidency. It has been a strategy for the Democrats for a while now to allow these people in, hoping that they will vote Democratic. Another election strategy for them is fixing elections, as we see here in New York. Governor Kathy Hochul is being heavily criticized for signing a bill that moves uh, most local elections to even-numbered years, aligning with the federal elections. While Hochul argued that the change is a step toward a more inclusive democracy, critics say the move effectively ends local elections in the state of New York. Um, the The law amends the, the town law, the village law, the county law, and, and the multiple home rule law, um, municipal home rule law, to move many uh, county and town elections outside New York City to even-numbered years. Um, and she says, well, you know, it's because we want to, to be more inclusive, uh, a more inclusive democracy. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. New York Senate, uh, State Senate Robert Ort, he's a Republican. He criticized Hochul over what he suggested was a Democratic power grab by saying, with total disregard for bipartisan opposition to this proposal, Governor Hochul signed the bill that effectively ends local elections in New York. This is what he posted on X. He, the, the, the touted benefits are a sham concocted to hide New York Democrats' goal of expanding one-party control to every level of government. That's how tyrants say Merry Christmas. <laughs> That's what Bob Lonsberry, he's a, he's a local radio host and journalist, said. And you see, the, the reason that she is doing this is because conservative Republicans tend to to vote every time that there's a ballot. They they take their their the voting responsibility seriously, while liberal Democrats they tend to turn out on major elections. By 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 making a law that you can only have local elections on on major election times, it ensures a a more liberal Democratic turnout. And one of the things that liberals don't like to talk about is that when they try to buy votes by raising the minimum wage, they're actually hurting the very people they claim to help. More than 1,200 Pizza Hut delivery drivers throughout California will be out of a job in the coming months after California's fast food minimum wage increases. Numerous Pizza Hut franchises in California announced they will eliminate delivery driver positions and rely on third-party delivery companies such as DoorDash and Grubhub and Uber Eats and that type of thing as the state's minimum wage for fast food workers will increase to $20 in April. This is according to CBS News. The layoffs, which will start in February, will mostly affect Pizza Hut delivery drivers in, in Los Angeles, Orange, and Riverside counties. California's Assembly Bill 1228, which increased the the fast food workers' minimum wage by 30% to $20 an hour, 
was signed into law, of course, by Democratic Governor Gavin Newsom in September. And then after the bill was signed, other fast food chains such as McDonald's and, and uh, Chipotle uh, and, uh, and others said that they would increase menu prices to offset wage uh, raises. Uh, the minimum wage law affects approximately 550,000 fast food workers and 30,000 restaurants in California, according to CBS News. You see, these are supposed to be entry-level positions. They are not career opportunities. People forget that. But in the, li- in the liberal Democrats' attempt to virtual signal, they instead eliminate the very jobs that the low-skilled workers need. But that's okay, as long as they get their votes, right? A few months ago, uh, we brought to you a story about how corrupt the CIA is and how they took money to lie about the origins of COVID. A Heritage Foundation link group is suing the CIA over records of its investigation uh, into COVID-19 after a whistleblower said uh, analysts were paid to change their conclusions. The Oversight Project, it's a government watchdog launched by the Heritage Foundation, uh, filed a Freedom of Information Act, that's a FOIA lawsuit, against the CIA last week. And the lawsuit seeks to compel the agency to produce records of its investigation into the origins of COVID-19, according to a copy of the suit obtained by the Daily Caller. Quote, this is an action under the Freedom of Information Act to compel the production of CIA records relating to the allegations that members of the CIA's COVID discovery team, a group of employees tasked with analyzing the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, received monetary incentives to change their position on the origins of the virus, the lawsuit says. The Oversight Project began seeking CIA records with uh, shortly after a whistleblower testified to Congress that the agency offered payment to its analysts to change their findings about COVID-19's uh, origins. The CIA's officials fi- official findings about the origins of the illness are inconclusive because of that. Um, assessments from, from uh, Energy Department and FBI uh, set, uh, said a leak from the, the lab in Wuhan, China, is m- the most likely origin of the virus. House investigators into the origins of COVID-19 said in September that the the senior level CIA officers had said that the agency offered money to its the COVID investigators to change their conclusions. And ever since, of course, the Republicans on the select subcommittee on, on a coronavirus pandemic, um, they, they've been trying to get these records. And of course, they've been getting stonewalled. And according to the whistleblower, at the end of its review, six of the seven members of the team believed the intelligence and science were su- sufficient to make a low-confidence assessment that COVID-19 originated from the laboratory in Wuhan, China. That's according to Ohio Representative Brad Winstrup, who chairs the the subcommittee. And Oversight Project Chief Counsel Kyle Brosnan said uh, the CIA and the Biden administration are refusing to turn over important information about the origins of COVID-19. Quote, uh, a CIA whistleblower has made serious allegations that the agency bought off employees of the agency to further obstruct efforts to get the truth of the virus origins out. This obstruction cannot stand, and we're fighting in federal court to get to the bottom of this. 
This is what Brosnan said, and 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 we'll and we'll keep an eye on this lawsuit uh, and see if if it brings at least some level of transparency and accountability to the CIA. And and with the beginning of 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 the new year, we we look to make plans uh, for 2024, right? We try to get on uh, on our schedules, on our calendars, and and kind of plan things out. And we thought here uh, at the podcast that we thought we would be helpful uh, it, by determining what plane tickets that you should buy and to wear. Uh, from a, um, a UPI.com article by Ben Hooper, he says, unusual, ta- uh, unusual talents and skills will be put to the test in 2024. In categories concluding, um, including wife carrying, underwater chess, dog ugliness, and mullet sporting. Yeah, the coming year we'll see Famous contests, including the Super Bowl and, of course, the Summer Olympics and even U.S. presidential election. But what of lesser known, but no less important, events such as heavy metal knitting uh, world championships, the World Gravy Wrestling Championships, and the Snail Racing World Championships. In honor of these niche uh, challenges and the uh, competitors who proudly represent their, their home countries, we present 10 of the oddest competitions in the world. Number one, world's ugliest dog contest. This is taking place in uh, Pataluma, California. The uh, The world's most aesthetically challenged canines gather each year at the Sonoma Marin uh, Fair to see which of them can capture the hearts of judges and the public. The ugliest dog in the contest wins prizes, including $1,500 and an appearance on NBC's Today Show. The annual contest aims to celebrate imperfect canines and encourage adoption of pets in need of good homes. Uh, how about uh, how about the Homer Brewing Company's bird calling competition? That takes place in Homer, Alaska. The headline event uh, of of the uh, uh, of the festival there uh, features um, a- avian imitators uh, of all ages uh, facing off to see who can best imitate the sounds of several locally known birds. Um, bird sounds commonly heard coming from the mouths of competitors include eagles, seagulls, cranes, and sparrows. The contest prize includes specifically chocolate, yeah, bird t-shirts, and gift certificates. Hey, I might might try to get in on that. How about the uh, U.S. Mullet Championships? Oh, that might be kind of interesting. Uh, diehard fans of the iconic 80s fashion statements co- compete to find the, the best business in the front, party in the back hairstyles, in the annual U.S. Mullet Championships. The online contest features uh, divisions including the men's contest, the uh, femillet contest for women competitors, uh, a 55 and over division for older competitors, and kids and teens contest to find the next generation of magnificent mullets. The winner of each category earned the title of America's Best mullet as well as $2,500 prize. But if you're not into that, how about uh, you travel to Finland for heavy metal knitting world championships? The unusual contest calls for uh, competitors from countries including Finland and the United States, Japan, Denmark, Latvia, Russia, and Sweden to combine their knitting and heavy metal dancing skills. The inaugural event uh, in, uh, in, in 2022 saw each competitor uh, join heavy metal band uh, Manic 
abductor on the stage to dance. And uh, the uh, 2023 event was canceled, um, but they said they would come back for 2024. Um, oh, I, I know. How about this one? World Wife Carrying Championships. Husbands, ca- this is in Finland as well. Husbands carry their wives through 830 feet of obstacles and mud to compete in annual wife carrying world championships. Qualifying events are held in uh, countries the world over and uh, and decide who will represent their nation as the championships in Finland, where the sport of wife carrying originated. Uh, the winning couple, uh, they earn their the wife's weight in beer. Hmm. Well, since I don't drink, I might not get to do that one. But uh, how about a World Gravy Wrestling Championships? Uh, gooey grapplers show off their wrestling prowess each year at the Rosen Bowl, where a uh, pool is is filled with uh, Latshire gravy. Uh, and and uh, addition to the uh, to wrestling skills, uh, competitors are judged on the basis of costumes, um, comedic presence, and entertainment value. Uh, the Savory Melee raises funds for the hospice there. There's also the Diving Chess World Championships. Chess skills and lung capacity alike uh, are tested at this annual contest where Players take turns uh, diving underwater to make their moves on a chessboard submerged in in a pool. Uh, Players are required to make a move before coming up for air, uh, else they forfeit the match. Uh, And there's also the World Dog Surfing Championships. Uh, Dogs with the gift of balance uh, gather uh, each year in Lindemar Beach uh, in California to hang for (laughs) and raise money for charity there. And the Air Qatar Championships uh, are also uh, coming up. The Air Qatar uh, uh, Championships are in Finland. And the best strumming simulators from countries around the world gather in Finland each year to pretend to play an invisible guitar while dancing along to the song of their choice. I don't know. What, what song would you choose? Uh, that, that would be uh, quite, quite the, uh, the decision. The contestants are judged on technical merit, uh, stage presence, and the difficult-to-define concept of airness. <laughs> yeah, the Air Guitar World Championships were founded in 1996 to promote the concept of world peace. Hmm. Not sure how that does that, but I'll go with it. And lastly, how about the Snail Racing World Championships in England? Uh, the world's most uh, exciting slow speed race made its return in 2023 after being uh, suspended in, in 2020 uh, due to the COVID, COVID pandemic. Uh, the snail race, which uh, dates back to uh, 1960s, believe it or not, features snails attempting to cover a distance of 13 inches to win the grand prize, which is a tankard of less, of lettuce. <laughs> the the world record in, in the race was set in 1995 when a slimy sprinter named Archie managed to traverse the required distance in 22 seconds. Whoa, 22 seconds. Slow down there, Turbo. Now, if, if you plan on entering any of these contests or have a, you know, a definition for airness, we would like to hear from you. And of course, you can always do that at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.